Lorenzi, Lorenzi, eccolo il cross tagliato di testa, che da go! Go! il magnifico, il magnifico, il magnifico rettore! Capital of the world. What a strike! What a goal! What a comeback! What a game! There are no words to describe it! It's the TC Martin Show. Léger jeu, mais cette fois-ci, il n'y en a pas pour Marco Reus. Très fort devant le but! Prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. Largo, Pifio. Messi la tiene, Messi, Messi, Messi. Ahí está Iniesta. Gol! 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 Cerebro! Cerebro! Cerebro Iniesta! The doctor is now in. Two here on a thunderous Thursday. Continuing on, we talk some football this hour and lots of it. Don't forget, we got the Raiders indoor tailgate party at Slice of Vegas on Sunday. Starting at 2 o'clock is kickoffs at 520 at Legion Stadium. If you're going to the game, great. Even if you're not going to the game, come to the indoor tailgate party, Slice of Vegas. All the food you can eat, all the drinks you can drink. That is beer, wine, well drinks, soft drinks. Ice tea, take your pick. The games will be on too. The afternoon games. Get ready for Raiders and Jets Sunday night football. And again, normally $35, but we're going to put you in for free. F R E. Just make sure that you hang tight with us, give you a chance to call in and win a little bit later on this hour. And uh, great food from not only Slice of Vegas, but Who Songs as well, too. Uh, great fun for the Slice Indoor tailgate party getting ready for the raiders and the jets on sundays uh, been a lot of fun going out there on sundays don't have to worry about the elements don't have to worry about your propane tank going empty or the charcoal just isn't lighting up with the fire i'm sensing a story on that you think there's yeah a, there's there's a story you, when you Me said personally? when you said propane tank, you were angry about it. There's uh, oh yeah, oh my guilty of uh, that. That happened yeah, two weeks ago. I mean, I got all the stuff ready to go on my grill at home, and what I got to do? Run to the store, go get the fill up the tank. What happened? Ran low again. I hate that too. But luckily, I'm like three minutes away from where I get my propane, so I can be quick like that. Quick like that. A guy who's quick like that too. Is our next guest. I don't know how he's on the grill, though. I've heard stories. I, every time I hear him outside, he's by a pool and he's drinking scotch. The one and only Scott Spritzer. I've been there before. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a Monday night football party before where I did everything right except get the propane. <laughs> yeah, see. You got a dozen people and you're, you know, waiting for burgers or whatever else. You're, you're grilling and you end up running to the store to buy propane at the last minute. Man, I'm telling you. Now, see, are you a propane guy or are you kind of old school charcoal? It depends. I mean, I would say this last summer I was more propane than charcoal, but, uh, yeah. you know, I would say over the course of the 20 plus years that I've been in this house, it's been charcoal probably about 65% of the time. A lot more work, though, isn't it, Scott? 
It's a lot more work, and I'm not a big mesquite guy, so I usually go for the you know the the regular Kingsford black charcoal briquettes, right. and, and I'm good to go. Yeah, I'm with you, man. All right, let's uh, let's talk some uh, some college stuff here. UNLV. I want to start with the basketball last night, and I know that you saw uh, the score last night, 85-71. UNLV loses to Southern, where Southern just shot the lights out, 57% from the floor, 61% from three-point land. Uh, a case where the, it seemed like the Rebels just overlooked this team. Uh, we still know that it's a it's a young Rebel team as far as players and continuity. They got, you know, five fifth-year guys, but not a whole bunch of guys that have actually played together, especially here at UNLV as part of the transfer portal, as we understand. So uh, give me some thoughts on what you saw last night from the Rebels and uh, winner outright with Southern. I don't even know what that money line would even be, Scott, if it would even be on the board as a 21-point underdog. Yeah, it's just it's pathetic. There's no excuse for it. Horrible coaching, horrible playing right down the line. I mean, it's I'm sorry. You know, I mean, I know we're all, you know, Lon Kruger fans and we root for the Rebels, when well, we're not betting against them, and we root for Kevin Kruger to get it right. But, you know, they go into that game. For instance, Ken Palm, who I like to use for my power ratings because there's so many darn teams, they got to follow him every night, and I trust his power ratings. He had the Rebels in the top 80 going into last night's game. He had Southern, I believe they were like, uh, let me see, I can. they were 326th going into last night's game. 326th. You're supposed to be top 80. You never show up. And this is a Southern team that played on Monday and got blasted 108-75 to by TCU. This is pathetic from start to top with the basketball program. And I'm telling you right now, I mean, if I'm AD, you know, last year we didn't see much out of UNLV. We saw an 18 or 19-13 and 13 record, you know, good, not great, 18 wins the year before. If, he, if they have a tough start to the season – and they've got teams like Stetson coming up, Pepperdine. These are teams all around 200th in college basketball. They don't play a team inside the top 86 until Dayton, which is 68th on Wednesday, December 6th. If they don't win the next four games going into Dayton, I mean, I'm sitting there thinking, you know, he's almost out the door. I don't care how young his team is if it's up to me. You cannot do that. You cannot go out and not show up. And maybe you struggle. Like, I think after 10 minutes of the game, it was like 19 to 11. Okay. I get it. It's your first game. You know, you're young. Your players are young. You're trying to get your feet wet a little bit. But then to just continue to fade throughout the entire second half until, you know, the final few minutes when all of a sudden, you know, it's, it's already a done deal. It's all academic at that point. And they, you know, score a few more points than they allow over the last five or six minutes. Horrible, horrible performance. And the thing is, you know, you look at, you know, Southern, I mean, I know they shot lights out from the three-point line, but you got to defend that. Rebels had 24 free-throw attempts to 10 for Southern. They outscored Southern 16-6 to at the stripe, and they still lost by 14 points to a team that's ranked around 330th in college basketball. Pathetic performance. I mean, it, they got to win their next four. If they don't, I'm the AD. I'm already starting to look elsewhere. Yeah, and you know that's probably not going to happen though, because they oh, it's don't, not. They it don't, won't. Yeah, they, they, yeah. they don't want to go through that revolving door process again. And I think you know, again, you but, know, they, but they, you know, Tracy, haven't they been a disappointment to you since he's been here? I mean, I know they win a good game once in a while, but you know, eighteen and fourteen is not what you pay all this money for. And you know, his dad was a fantastic pole coach. Maybe Kevin will be one day. He's certainly not now. He's good, but last night was a severe dent. 
yeah. you know, to his resume, you just can't lose if you consider yourself to be a top 80 team to a team that's almost at the bottom of the yeah. entire college basketball you know, uh, power ratings. I just, you know, I could, you could tell I'm a little ticked off and I don't believe in excuses for head coaches. Right. I didn't hear the post game conference, but I'm guessing Kevin Kruger knowing, you know, his lineage and, and also Kevin himself that he would make no excuses, you know, that he must've felt horrible, obviously, and taken a lot of the blame. You just can't say, Oh, it was a young team. They're young. No, you got beat by Southern as a 21-point favorite. Yeah, yeah. And again, I see, for, for me, I look at it a little bit different, Scott. I look at it where the program was more abound before Kevin Kruger took over with Otzelberger and then, you know, Menzies before that and the rotating, revolving, okay, we're hiring a coach, now he's gone, he let, and all that kind of stuff. So the program is has been bad, and that's why Kevin Kruger got the job, because it was like, okay, everybody that we've tried to go with, okay, the big name coach, okay, we're not going to pay that, and we're not getting anybody that's interested, so let's bring back one of our own, a la like Dave Rice, and again, I'll go way back, and I've said it so many times, should have never got rid of Dave Rice, premature, because going to the tournament and and winning a game or two was not good enough uh, for that administration at that point in time, so, you know, when Kevin Kruger got the job, it was like, okay, it makes sense because, you know, it's, it's better than it was before. And you're going to have to ha- give this guy at least three or four years. And you got Lon Kruger there as well, too. But I think everything is different now with the transfer portal. And sure, an ex- more experienced coach can work the transfer portal probably better, but it is, it is a crapshoot and you are never going to have continuity with any college basketball team ever again, no matter where you're at, because you're going to have a rotating roster uh, because of the transfer portal. So it's tough. I put this on the players, though, too. These players were not ready. Oh, of course. I, and I'm not sure, sure you know, how good these players are. Like you said yourself, a lot was expected of UNLV this year because would you say they were ranked in, in the top 80 or top 85, or 86 or so, right? So it's Eight, like uh, 76. Yeah, yeah by 70, Ken Palm. 76. And, you know, I don't know, I mean, if, if they should be or not, but I think you got to look at it more than one game. Not an excuse for last night because it's embarrassing. Like you said, it, it totally is. But, you know, when you talk to former players, they say this. Players play, coaches coach. This is on the players for, you know, not showing up or, you know, missing easy shots. But really, last night was all about defense. They lacked the defensive effort last night. And that's, uh, that's on the players. That's on everybody, I guess. But it's partially on, I mean, yeah. you don't, you got to put half the blame at least on the coaching staff. Sure. sure. When you lose to a yeah. team that's one of the worst in college yeah. basketball. That means you're not prepared you know, for opening yeah, night. He didn't have them prepared. He didn't have them ready. Yeah. And that's players and coaches yeah. alike. But I don't agree that they were more about TC. You know, since 2000, I only went back to 2000. I didn't go back before that. So since 2000 through last year, they've only had two losing seasons. And also Berger, by the way, I know his last season there, they were 12 and 15, and he took off for Iowa State. He never did fit in well here. And guess who's played a pretty damn good brand of basketball since he's been there is Iowa State. He just didn't fit in oh, here. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's his you home. Know, and, and, and another yeah. thing, why I, and you know why I blame Kevin Kruger and his staff a little more than the players? They started 10 and 0 last year. They're now 9 and 14 since that 10 and 0 start. 
Yeah. That's not acceptable at UNLV. Yeah, I mean, we'll just see. Like I said, and, and people got to realize this is a totally different roster. I mean, you look at re- returners. I mean, the, the, doesn't matter. Yeah, it's Southern. Yeah, yeah right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, they, and you're nine they, and fourteen. They looked all they were nine and thirteen. The last twenty-two games with the roster he was used to. Southern, the, you know? the, the kings, the new kings of the swack. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, the new <laughs> kings of the swack. You know, I got to look while we're talking here. I'm gonna just I can click on it real fast. I want to see. Uh, where they are rated in the swack going into this. Let's see. They are after last night when they got a bump on their power rating. They're a heavily favored. No, they're not. They're fourth in the whack. I mean, in the swack, swack. fourth yeah. behind Grambling, Alcorn, and Jackson State, yeah. and barely ahead of Alabama A and M. That's who the Rebels lost to last night. And I remember when we had Kevin on two days ago that he actually was talking about Southern, saying that hey, you know, they're 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 one of the conference favorites. And I go, okay, yeah, yeah so. three hundred and fifty of the college basketball. Yeah. But hey, <laughs> I just as you can see, I think it's horrible. I think it's an absolute f. Failure, I think everybody would agree. And again, you got to have it. I mean, maybe you stumble, you don't cover, you win by 10 or 12, you had a tough first half. That wasn't the case. They were just dead throughout. And it was really sad to see. I was talking to a couple of people by text last night. And I'm like, they never made a run. Yeah. I mean, they didn't right. even make a run until the game was over. Yeah, they scored 50 in the second half, but they, they still couldn't crack single digits. No, it yeah, was terrible. I know. All right, man, let's talk about something a little brighter, like the football side. Uh, Wyoming this week. It's a Friday night game, 745 at Allegiant Stadium. How are you handicapping this game, Scott? Yeah, I like UNLV here. You know, I'm a big Barry Odom fan going back to his Missouri days when, you know, I thought he got shown out the door a little bit too quickly at that program. So he's coached at major levels. And, again, I, I love their OC, their offensive coordinator, this go-go offense, what he's brought to UNLV, and, and the way the team has reacted. What I like about it also is they lose their starting quarterback, and then Mayaba comes in, and there's, they don't miss a beat, you know, for the most part. And they should have beat Fresno. You know, no, uh, not try to pile on UNLV athletics or some of the kids right now, but a kid drops a wide-open touchdown pass. And in that game, they outgained Fresno State. They're up 17-7. They have a fumbled punt deep in their own territory and a turnover the next time they had the ball deep in their own territory, which changed that game. So that's all the negative stuff, and it's out the way. Uh, but they're 8-1 against the spread. They've got seven wins on the season. They kicked the crap out of New Mexico, which was a game where they could have maybe been a little bit flat, and still, instead they come out and they win the game you know, start to finish. I like Wyoming. I love the Wyoming coaching staff, no doubt about it. But when they drift away from Laramie, it's a different football team. They're 0-3 on the road. And I think UNLV is going to get it done. My biggest fear is that we're going to lose this offensive coordinator in two or three years to a pretty good offer elsewhere. And I hope he stays around for a while because I think teamed up with Barry Odom is a heck of a coaching staff. UNLV 7-2, and Wyoming 6-3. and A Rebels a 5.5-point favorite uh, tomorrow night. Uh, let's... Uh, stay in the college theme here, uh, Scott, and obviously a lot of eyeballs on Michigan, Penn State, not just for what's happening uh, on the field, but uh, what's going to happen with Michigan moving forward. And again, uh, do you factor what's happening with Michigan, uh, possible suspensions with Harbaugh and all that into the handicapping of this game because they are going to Penn State and... Um, you know, it's it, it, you know that those those kids are are reading and they're hearing everything that's going on as well too, and they are going to be going to play in a real nasty environment of about ninety thousand fans. Does that factor into your your capping at all for this game? It doesn't for me because of the coach being Jim Harbaugh. And he wins at every level, no matter who his players are. You know, it's San Diego, it's Stanford, 
and of, of course at San Francisco with the Niners, and now here with Michigan. So I don't. I, I think you know they've got enough uh, veteran leadership along with incredible talent. They're going to have one of the deepest drafts uh, coming out of the uh, out of Michigan uh, in this next NFL draft. So I think they're all too talented to really get caught up in that right now. And obviously nobody, any coaches or players, are going to be suspended before kickoff of this game. So I think they'll be able to you know compartmentalize that a little bit. Um, one of the things that I look at, it's kind of funny because, you know, you see Michigan uh, in a lot of power ratings being the number one team in the nation, and I get it. I've got them there, too. And then you see Ohio State uh, named the number one football team by the playoff ranking system. And the, the thing is, as I hear, you know, well, you can't punish Michigan or their players from who they've beaten because you can only play who's on your schedule. But if you don't kind of punish them, and this is why even though I think Michigan's the best team in college football going into this game, why I have no problem with the Buckeyes being ranked number one. The Buckeyes have played a few decent teams and come away with wins. Michigan has not yet this year. So if you don't punish Michigan a little bit uh, in the rankings for playing one of the softest schedules of any top 25 team, then that means you're punishing other teams in the top 10 who played tough schedules. So it's kind of a tough one. It's like, you know, six to one, half dozen to the other. But in this game, my original thought was Penn State. That line keeps dropping. And instead, what I did, TC, is I made a first half underplay. It's 21 and a half. That's what I got. That's where it still is as we speak. I think eventually in the second half, maybe Michigan and or Penn State can figure some things out, make the coaching adjustments, and score a few points. But I think it's a low-scoring game in the first half. And, you know, despite playing a very soft slate, remember Michigan's 45th in passing yards per game outside the top 50 on the ground. Uh, and it's not because they don't have quality talent. It's because they're methodical and they pound teams into submission over the course of the second half. Uh, but I think what's going to happen there is also you've got Penn State. They know what they've got to do. They can't be firing the football. They've got to run. They played a slow tempo against Ohio State. That was a 13-6 to game with four and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. I don't know that this game can stay low scoring for the entire four quarters, but I think the first half is the way to go on the under, and again, it's 21 and a half. All right. Uh, the other marquee games coming up on Saturday, Scott, you've got Ole Miss, Georgia. You've got USC, Oregon. You've got Washington, Utah. Any quick thoughts on any of those games? Yeah, I'll talk about Ole Miss, Georgia, uh, because the I, I actually liked Utah, Washington under, but it's dropped from as high as like 54 all the way down to 49 and a half. So uh, I, I could no longer recommend a game that, you know, where the totals dropped five points. But I, in the Ole Miss, Georgia game, I think we're going to see a whole bunch of points. And it's been interesting to watch how the play calling has changed throughout the course of the season for the Bulldogs. They weren't asking their quarterback back to do a whole lot early on. They called a lot of safe passing routes, dump offs, things of that nature. And we saw more focus on the running game and getting his you know, legs under him, so to speak, called a lot of safe passes. That's changed over the last few weeks, and George's offense has taken off. you got Beck now over 72% completion rate on the season, nine yards per attempt, 16-4 to uh, touchdown to INTs. They are now sixth through the air, sixth in total yards per game, and they can run when they need to. And then on the flip side, you got Jackson Dart, 16 touchdowns, only four picks, team averaging 40 points per game. I think this line, which has gone from her total from 56.5 to 58, still has room to go. I, I think these teams end up in the low to mid-60s, so I'd like the over there. All right, and speaking of total, Scott, how about this one? Rutgers and Iowa, we've never <laughs> seen anything like it. Uh, Twenty-eight and a half is the total in this one. We've seen some low totals with Iowa that's reminiscent of, of Army or Navy or you know the military academies, but here we go, a Big Ten clash with Rutgers and Iowa at twenty-eight and a half. I mean, 
Aren't they just like, you know, teasing it? Come on, take the take the over here. Come on. Oh man, it's the first team to two, right? In this game, I mean, whoever man. scores the first safety wins. I mean, you know, it's it's. I do a Big Ten show on Wednesday nights, so we were talking about this game, and you know, I, I tried to get them to prove to me that they're not playing with the eighteen ninety basketball shaped football, right? You know, and that you know, State of Iowa still allows the forward pass. I mean, it feels like we're doing that three on three girls basketball in Iowa that we had until about twenty years ago. It's just my gosh, how can you have? the rules that we have now and the advantages that a passing game has in long passes and still have a total of 28 just blows your mind. Uh, it's beyond ridiculous. Listen, Kate McNamara, the former quarterback for Iowa, got hurt, hasn't played since September 30th. He averaged only 100 yards passing per game. It's six weeks later, he's still Iowa's leading passer on the season. 101 yards per game, it hasn't played in over a month, and he's still their leading passer. It's horrible coaching uh, by Kirk Ferentz's kid, Brian, who's been told he's out the door at the end of the year. And then Rutgers can't pass the football. The one difference is that Rutgers can run. They've got a quarterback with skates, and he can escape. He can also call his own number when needed. They're like 185 rushing yards per game. Iowa can't run or pass. I'm not going to make a prediction on this total because there's enough good defensive players on both of these teams where you could get a couple of defensive scores. I just think Rutgers goes in there and pulls the slight upset. I just don't like this Iowa team at all. I can't believe Kirk Fritz hasn't, you know, pushed the sunny boy out of the nest long before this happened. And again, they got no bounce from that last week when they announced he's out. They only scored 10 against Northwestern. I think Rutgers gets the win, but yeah, just going back to the original reason for talking about this, a total of 28. Mm. What happens when Iowa plays in Lincoln against Nebraska? Are we going to make it 26? Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I'm with you. And here's the thing, too, that, you know, Rutgers is just as staunch defensively, too, as Iowa. Right. And But here's the thing. Neither one of these teams, if you look like stat-wise, these are not top 10 defensive teams. I mean, you know, you, you know, 30th, 40th, you know, somewhere like that. So it's not like they're, they're, they're just locked down. I think it's just really poor offense, especially like you said, you hit the nail on the head, especially on the offensive side. Yeah. Well, I was metrics though. I was got some really good metrics on defense, you know, I mean like top 10 uh, metrics on the defensive side of the football. So I know like the traditional, you know, stats like yards right. out per game and that kind of stuff might not be, you know, as shiny as, as you would hope or you would think for a team that doesn't give up points. I'm looking them up now real quick because I do a thing called net points per drive, and uh, their offense obviously is terrible. It's uh, ranked, uh, let's see, the offense is 124th in net points per drive, but in net points allowed per drive, they're actually second in the country, the Iowa Hawkeyes. So when you dive into the deep metrics, you'll see that they do actually play a really strong brand of defense. But my gosh, when your defense has to outscore your offense to win football games, it's hard to plunk your money down on them. I feel sorry for season ticket holders. Are you kidding me? Right. To have to watch this crap every week? Mm. <laughs> Especially probably not very good weather for this game as well. All right, speaking of uh, low totals and uh, maybe ground and pound and, and the clock running a lot, Let's talk real quick. Raiders-Jets on Sunday night. I've gone back and forth on this one. I, I originally thought, boy, this is a great spot for the New York Jets with Vegas coming in off of all the emotion you know, that they had from last week's new coach and obviously the players like Pierce. And we found out more about McDaniels that it's beyond just being a bad head coach. You know, his personality rubs everybody wrong. I, I think the Raiders make it two wins in a row. I really do. This Jets, Jets offense is just you know, hopeless, as we all know. Uh, we might have in Vegas the better quarterback, even though he's only, you know, started the game when you talk about the Purdue, uh, rookie O'Connell. 
I, I don't know, man. I just think that right now this team is flying high. I could have O'Connell. I could have DeVito. I didn't even like DeVito when the guy was, was playing in college, and I certainly don't like him now. He looked completely lost last week. So, yeah, I started out thinking, boy, good spot for the Jets, and I thought, nah, it's the Raiders or nothing. Yeah, exactly, and especially after what we saw Zach Wilson do or not do in the game against the Chargers on Monday night, just downright. Dreadful. Oh, and I meant, by the way, by, when I brought up Tommy DeVito, yeah. I, I didn't kind of follow that up because I was getting all excited here. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, those Jets defensive stats that they piled up. It was Tommy DeVito that helped those out quite a bit, is what I was trying to say there. Right, absolutely correct, yeah. All right, brother, uh, we'll let you go. We appreciate the time, as always. Look forward to uh, getting your best bets uh, for tomorrow, and uh, good luck over the weekend, my man. Take care, man. Same to you, TC. There is Scott Spreiser, DocSports.com. Go there, DocSports.com. Subscribe to Scott's Plays, uh, football, basketball, hockey. He hits it all. And again, uh, dialed in there on the college and the NFL side. How about that? 28 and a half for Rutgers and Iowa in the total. 28 and a half. And we've seen this in Iowa games, you know, under 40 in the mid thirties. And now we get down to 28 and a half. I'm, I'm tempted just to play the over, but can you imagine me watching this game and say, Hey, you know, just need to get, you know, each team to two touchdowns. That's all we need. Are you kidding? Probably can't do it. Probably won't be able to do it. It's probably got 12-6 written all over it, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't know. You would think two college football teams can get beyond 28 and a half. Rutgers offense, not bad, like Scott said. Uh, watched them last week against Ohio State. Moved the ball pretty decently. But man, that is a low total. All right, we come back. We'll talk some more. Raiders, you will hear from Devontae Adams and hear from Aiden O'Connell. Uh, what they have to say as they get ready for the game against the Jets on Sunday. Now, more of your favorite personal sports physician. Don't make me beg. T.C. Martin. Of course, you are a character. Doesn't mean that you have character. The doctor is now in. All right, don't forget, tomorrow we'll be at the Westgate Las Vegas inside the world-famous Superbook, our Friday home. Tomorrow, Mike Tice, the head coach, will join us. Best bets and a whole lot more coming your way. And then also former UNLV run and rebel. One of the greatest of all time, Anderson Hunt, will join us as he gets his jersey retired Saturday afternoon at the Thomas and Mack Center. Long time coming. As I like to say, about 25 years overdue. But uh, he will join us tomorrow at the Westgate Las Vegas. We talk UNLV's game from last night and a look ahead to Saturday, a look ahead to the ceremony, and get over there to the Thomas and Mack Center, support Anderson Hunt, and get over there, 4 o'clock tip-off, UNLV versus Stetson. Guarantee you the Rebels have a much better performance than they did last night. And uh, the, you know, the jersey retirement raised up to the rafters for Anderson Hunt, one of the greatest of all time in UNLV men's basketball history. So tomorrow at the Westgate Las Vegas inside the Superbook, plus Trevor Maddis joins us, and we've got our best bets, Jay Cornegay, the vice president of sportsbook operations at the Superbook as well. Tomorrow, 2 to 4 p.m. at the best sportsbook in the world, non-smoking, got to love that. The 4K video wall, great place to watch all the games, the Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas. Raiders getting ready for the New York Jets. Um, want to give you some sound from the press conference earlier where Devontae Adams got a chance to speak and 
Raiders went back to practice, says Antonio Pierce. Victory Monday, the Raiders got that day off. They normally get a Tuesday off, so they came back to work yesterday. And Raiders ready to go, see if they could put together back-to-back good performances and beating both New York slash New Jersey teams as they spanked the Giants 30-6 to on uh, on Sunday. And now we've got a primetime game, Sunday night football, as the Raiders host the Jets at Allegiant Stadium. First time that the Rebels have had back-to-back games at Allegiant Stadium this year, and we're heading into week number 10. Here's Devonta Adams talking about this week compared to last week, the first game under head coach Antonio Pierce and Aiden O'Connell at quarterback. Um, yeah, we won't, we won't change up too much, but obviously you'll watch the tape and then adjust based off who you're playing against and uh, try to put a good plan together to, to attack them. So I'm sure we'll... I mean, for the most part, we it's about the same anyway. You come in on Wednesday. We came in on Wednesday. We started with the game plan and everything last week, so it's not going to be much different. All right, Devontae Adams talking about, hey, uh, you know, we had a good week last week. Have another good week this week. Uh, here's Devontae talking about sustaining the momentum from last week. Hopefully that carries over to the Jets game on Sunday. It's sustainable if you know how to – you know, manage it and, and use it correctly. But um, we just, I mean, the, the thing that's sustainable is just our, our, our attitude and our energy and, and our focus moving forward as a team. And I think, you know, all those pieces are um, are in place right now. It's just a matter of just keeping that going and, and keeping everybody positive, you know, in the midst of adversity. Um, you know, not everything's going to go as smoothly as it did last, last week. So just understanding that and then doing something about it when you have the opportunity. Aiden O'Connell, the rookie quarterback out of Purdue. He is the guy going forward here. O'Connell, decent game, did not uh, turn the ball over. That was key. The first time the Raiders have not had an interception and went a clean game without a turnover. Devontae talking about his rookie quarterback. I mean, he's he's he just continues to to show the just the right way. I mean, he's the way he take care of his body, um, his attention to detail. He's here early. He's here late. Um, you know, so this it's uh it's impressive to see because you know it's it's been a lot of things, a lot of distractions in in the way, and he's been you know one of the most focused people probably in this building since the beginning, and just waiting on his opportunity and uh, not praying on anybody's downfall, but just you know there. In, in the event that his number gets called, and you know it, it has a couple times, and he's answered. So he's, he's got a lot that he's done to feel confident about moving forward. He's got to stay with it. You know he has worked hard. Uh, you hear the the term all the time: first guy in the building, last guy out of the building. And he's never really acted like a third string quarterback. So give the kid uh, credit, and we'll see if he can continue this and uh, um, and, and play well. But uh, he's studying hard, and he's. You know, he's got the confidence of his teammates. Uh, Devontae Adams was very vocal after the game on Sunday, after the Raiders defeated the Giants, got Antonio Pierce his first win as a head coach, and Aiden O'Connell's first win as a quarterback. Here's Devontae talking about the post game. It was cool. It was definitely different for, for me to do that. Um, done it before with Matt LaFleur, um, you know, at the beginning of his career with, uh, with the Packers. Um, but you know, being in that situation, obviously it was a lot of energy in that locker room. So it was deserving. It wasn't just a charity thing we were doing. You know, guys played well and Aiden stepped up. He took control of the offense, took control of the huddle and he was locked in all week. And, uh, you know, immediately as soon as he knew he was the guy, um, moving forward, 
you know, you could you could see that ownership and that uh, that confidence that that's in there. And I actually talked to him. We were walking out of the game, or walking out of the the locker room together, um, heading over to see our families. And I just kind of told him that, man, you got a confidence and a swagger out there that's is different. It's not loud. It's not you know showboating and stuff like that. But it's just a, a sense of I belong, and he certainly does. So it's, it's good that he's got that. Raiders All-Pro wide receiver Devontae Adams. Hopefully that he gets targeted much, much more and he can be a difference maker for the Raiders. And Devontae speaking about that it is uh, Aiden O'Connell's team right now. Here's O'Connell talking about now the realization that it is his team. I'm just trying to take it a day at a time. I, I say often I think every day has enough of its own to worry about, and I'm trying to execute at practice and make sure I know um, what I'm doing and make sure I'm you know just staying up and doing my job. And so um, I think there's a time to reflect, and I think I definitely want to reflect and be grateful because you know I, I've wished to be here for a long time, but at the same time, it's a, there's a task at hand you have to execute, and so I'm, I'm mostly focusing on that. All right, uh, Aiden O'Connell, uh, talk about him getting a little bit more comfortable with the offense, being a starting quarterback uh, in the NFL, working with a first-time play caller in Bo Hardigree. Here's uh, O'Connell talking about where his comfort level is right now. Bo does a great job of preparing you for that. I think we knew the Giants were going to give us, you know, different looks and they're going to throw a few different things at us. And so throughout the week, that's dialogue that we had. Um, and there's even a couple plays that I made checks and we didn't execute. And so, um, you know, there's always room to improve. There's always things you can work on. And, you know, I think that's what we're, we're trying to do. Okay. His comfort level right now, again, giving a lot of praise to Bo Hardegree, uh, for the play calling that he did in that game against the Giants. We'll see if that carries over. And uh what Aiden O'Connell is getting, like Devontae Adams mentioned, is that he's getting that support of that locker room and the support of not only his coaching staff but his teammates, which is huge. Here is O'Connell talking about the camaraderie in that locker room. You know, I think um, this is a, a new situation for me. Obviously, I was by far the oldest guy in the college locker room. And so to be, you know, one of the younger guys um, in this locker room and obviously to have a much um, larger age span is pretty cool. And so it's it's been fun to be with guys from different walks of life, different um, seasons in their life, but all coming together to, you know, play the same game and try to execute the same way. So it's been a lot of fun. Those guys have been awesome for me since I've been here and especially in the last, last week. All right, Aiden O'Connell, Devontae Adams talking about uh, the transformation of this team with Antonio Pierce as their head coach. The victory over the Giants on Sunday, 30-6, to where the defense was spectacular. Aiden O'Connell didn't make any mistakes. And uh, Josh Jacobs got the running game in gear as well, too. Jacobs ran for 98 yards, and the Raiders total 125 on the ground altogether. Now, as we know, it'll be a lot tougher coming up this weekend against the Jets. Uh, don't know where the Jets' heads are at right now. You would think this team would be uh, upset, mad, because they are just falling further and further behind in the AFC East and just a dismal performance against the Chargers going back on uh, Monday Night Football. They got the short week, but uh, the New York media has been rough on them. Robert Sala didn't really have any answers in uh, his press conference that he held on Tuesday. And uh, I think the Jets just want to get out of town come to Vegas and, and and play an away game. That's what they need right now because the last two home games that they've had, they struggled even though um, they got that victory against the Giants in an ugly fashion, 13-10. But, man, uh, Zach Wilson has been downright awful, and uh, now they got to play a Raiders team that's playing with a lot of mojo, with a lot of momentum. So, again, Sunday night, 
520. All right. So before all that gets happening, remember, we've got the Raiders indoor tailgate party at Slice of Vegas starting at 2 o'clock. You get over there, watch the afternoon games. they got all the games on the TVs. And more importantly, they've got the food, baby. They got the meats. They got the chicken. They got the pizza. They got the drinks. They got it all. It's Slice of Vegas. All you can eat and drink for $35. What a bargain it is. And my man Scott Frost is doing it up, along with Brian and everybody else over there. Uh, the two Ashleys. Can't say enough about our good friends from Slice of Vegas. Frosty, what's going on, my friend? Huh. Yeah. What's up? Am I putting you to sleep or what? I mean, I just got, I, I got, I got everyone all revved up, fired up. What is wrong with you? You and the crickets again. It's, 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 it's Thursday again, right? Are you still making pizza? Is that what you're doing yeah. here? Yeah, man, the long night. Did, did anybody you know. miss two free throws last night? I don't think an no. opponent missed two free throws. You'd be up all night. Come no. on, Frosty. No, no, I'm with it. I'm with it. I got you. I got you. I'm here. I'm up. Oh, I'm man. I'm, I'm ready to go. What's going on over we, there? Uh, I, I can, I can I, smell the food right now. I, I Man. Yeah. Oh, oh it's man, it's so good. I Look, I, I have to tell you, I eat her food every day. It's good. <laughs> I wouldn't eat it every day if it wasn't good. It's good. It's yeah. awesome. Uh, we, we had a nice, we had a nice crowd last Sunday. That was great. That was really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was looking for you, man. I thought you uh, might be, might be hanging out and everything, but uh, that's too early for me, bro. You know that. Yeah, I knew that, it. That nine thirty call. That nine thirty call is too tough. Okay. That's, that's too hard. For me. I'm, I'm an afternoon guy. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm a night owl. Yeah. I'm a night owl. I know. A lot, a lot of us are, are that way, man. There it is. He's got the alarm clock going off right now. There it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, that was, that was, that was, that was for me to wake up. That was, you, you busted me. I set did. my alarm. You got me up, you got me up early, man. 345. So yeah. what, what do you think? So, what do you think, my friend? All right. So we got the Raiders and we've got, you know, they got the victory last week against the Giants. They're facing this Jets team. It will be a little bit tougher challenge, uh, at least from the defensive side of things. But man, offensively challenged are the New York Jets, right? Well, it's good to see that the milk cartons worked and they found Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Right? You know, that was, I think that's the, the biggest. The biggest switch, and the only reason I, I can really appreciate that is I got Josh on a lot of my fantasy teams. You know, I'm playing 27 fantasy teams, yes. so, or fantasy leagues. So I got I got Josh on there, and he's finally scoring points because they figured out how to hand the ball to him. So that's that's amazing. I'm I'm I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jets Jets coming in tough D, but look, you what is it going to be six to three, ten to seven? Well, I mean that uh, I, uh, New York is where good offenses go to die. Uh, Giants and Jets they can't they can't find their offenses. So uh, I'm not I, I'm hopeful. I think uh, I think we got them. Uh, AC's got them on the right track. What do you think? Uh, I, I do. I like I like what I saw. I like the emotion, and more importantly, what I liked was uh, the offensive scheme from last week as well. Too, they came out. They're going to establish the run, but. We saw five wides. We saw five wide receivers out there for the first time this year, I believe. And it, it, it was good. And, you know, O'Connell didn't make any mistakes. It's the first game that the Raiders did not have a turnover. Uh, first time their quarterback did not throw an interception. And, again, for the first eight games, you know, that's what they did. So he had a clean slate. It will be a much tougher task. The Jets' defense is is, is tough. But, you know, I like what I saw. But remember, you're only as good as your last game. Right now, the Raiders look great, but they got to carry it over, my friend. They've got to carry it over. Yeah. And, you know, emotion will only last until what, Scott? And, and, until you start, 
you know, falling apart and you and you come with a loss or something like that. So they got to be able to stay strong. They got to stay yeah. strong here. So I'm pretty. We got to see if they see how they react to uh, their first mistake. Right. See how they react. Yeah. Under this new regime, but I'm I'm hopeful. I got there's some people out there picking picking the Jets outright. I don't see that. You see that? I don't. I don't see that. I, can I, I that can't. Anymore. Here's the deal. You know, O'Connell's a rookie. I get that. But he's playing better football than Zach Wilson. I mean, Zach Wilson is yeah. abysmal. Now, I know Wilson will be better than he was last week. I mean, he should, but he wasn't very good the week before. He hasn't been good really in any week. So it's hard to pick the Jets. You know, I can't pick the Jets. And I, I'm not sure I want to pick the Raiders. Maybe we'll go with the under because, this, like I said, what's the over under on, on, on uh, running plays by both teams? 52? What do you think? Uh, it's got to be, uh, be two run plays. I, <laughs> is it? No, I don't know. Higher? I thought be, I thought it'd be higher. Maybe, be, maybe. It, it's uh, how many punts? That's what we have to do the over under on. They had they had the twenty four punts against the Giants, Giants <laughs> and Jets. Right, right. 20, 24 punts uh, with twenty three points scored. So that'll be uh, be interesting to see. I, you know what I want to know? I, look, I get Rodgers went down, but why do they have Jets in prime time? Like seriously, why are they that's putting why? the Jets in the prime? Time? That's why they made they made that thing in advance, and you think okay, they could opt out, flex out. Can of they the- flex? Yeah, can they flex out of this? Like, geez, this Dude. is this is horrible. Yeah, I know, and and you'll see more of the flexes, you know, coming up here. I think they start the flex uh, thing right when they get to I think with the middle of November. So in a couple of weeks, I think that's when we get the flex scheduling. But the Jets are still a popular team, right? I mean, yeah, big big market, big market, uh, rabid fan base. I, I would love to see the guy's face that did the programming for the NFL when when Rodgers went down in the first series. No, oh, yeah, he just he, he thought of all. He's like, oh my god, that would have been. Ugh, he couldn't pay me enough to be that guy. Scott, anyway, Scott Frost, he's the man over at Slice and also Who Songs. Uh, love the food spread that you got out there for the Raiders tailgate, no doubt. I, I'm curious. You know, you've had you know fans from New York. There, there were Giants fans that were in the building last week. Jets fans coming in. Uh, what has your buzz been like? You know, so far as we get ready to approach uh, another primetime game, we've had a Monday night football game. Now we're having a Sunday night football game. And uh, how, how many Jets jerseys are you anticipating uh, seeing in there this weekend? They they travel. I will get Green Bay traveled. Giants traveled, and I bet you the Jets are going to travel. So I would imagine we're going to see quite a few, which uh, that, that's good. Look, man, the more the merrier. We just want to throw a good party. And we talked about missing offenses. You know what's not missing? A party. Yes. Like, we're throwing one. We love to throw down a good spread. You know it. We got uh, all you can eat. We got a taco bar. We got uh, nacho bar. Build your own nachos. You can walk up and build your own nachos. You can walk up and build your own tacos. You can eat as much pizza and chicken wings as you want. That's 35 not- bucks. Can't take a stick at it. Nowhere, nowhere in Vegas can you beat that deal. Nowhere. I challenge anyone, but nowhere, especially on the strip. Yes. Especially a 12 minute walk from our front door to the front door of Allegiant Stadium. You can, you can fill up for 35 bucks, throw back some drinks and saunter, saunter over there, <laughs> stumble, crawl, <laughs> like in 12 minutes. I know. It's like you can't beat it. You can't beat it. You should be here. You should be here. I should be here. We should all be here. You know, it's an afternoon game, which means. I might be able to make that call. I know. I, I, was I might be able to make it. I was thinking that. Yeah, you got, you will yeah. definitely be there, and uh, you, you won't get me anywhere before noon. But afternoon, you can you can get me places. Okay, That's good. good. 
Okay. Well, good. You know, I was there last week. I I, I sacrificed it. I got up early, man. You were supporting. I got. You were supporting, and I'm going to be there this week too because this this will work out very nicely. Watch the afternoon games. We've got some very good afternoon games uh, on the TV there, and then uh, head yeah. over to Allegiant Stadium. That's good. Let me ask you, Scott. Now, are when you're eating, because like you said, you know, you eat all your food, whether it's 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 the taco bar, the nacho bar, the Husong's food, the slice food, the the pizza, the wings, the sliders, all that stuff. Are you a mix and match guy, or do you got to pr- pretty much got to stay with okay? This is this is pizza and pasta, or can you mix? Are you a mixer guy? No, no, with the tacos I'm a, I'm and a, all that. I'm one of those uh, two plates, a little bit of everything. Okay, I, I got it. I got we have we have uh, the homemade uh, kettle chips with the oh, French onion dip. Fantastic! The, the homemade French onion dip. Yeah. You, you got to have some of that. You yeah. can't ignore that. Yeah, but you're not gonna you're not gonna say no to to the nachos and the guacamole and the and the spicy salsa. You're not going to say no to that either. And then you go to the chicken wings. You say, i got to have some of the chicken wings. And then right next to the chicken wings is the pepperoni pizza. So you got to put a slice of pepperoni pizza on there. But then you roll by the, the, the all-you-can-eat taco bar, and you're like, okay, I can have a chicken taco and a barbacoa taco. You can't say no. So you got you got to fill up. You got to have a little bit of everything. <laughs> I love it. It's, it, uh, it's a you know it, it's it's amazing. I don't weigh three hundred pounds. Yeah, it really is. That's what people say about me. I mean, you hear it all the time. They say, "How does this guy you know eat all this stuff?" But hey, it is. Wait, the breaking news here it is. Scott Frost. Here we go. The breaking news is Nunchuck. Looks like he's going to be able to make it. And the, the work crew is saying, okay, we're going to give you time off to go to Slice of Vegas for the Raiders indoor tailgate party. And Nubchuck may want to take advantage of that open bar from last oh, week. Look out, baby. Yes, I know what we're doing. Yes, I know. Do I have to hold his hair back? Do I have to be the one, or do you do that? No, that's that's all you. That's it. I, 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 Monday through Friday only with this guy for me. Okay, uh, weekends you're right. in charge. That's it. Playing some. All right, well, give me give me a call, man. I'm I'm there. I'm there. I want to. I want to. We'll take some video. We'll have, we'll have some stories for next time. That'll yeah, be for sure. That, that's true. All right, Nubchuck, you're on the spot now. You're on the spot. Nubchuck, are you up I for know. it? Are you up for it? Oh, I'm up, for, up for it. it. See? Oh, I am up. Oh, yeah. For it. He's up for it. He's, okay. I, I had to make sure he got the hall pass, but he guaranteed me he, he's got the hall pass. So that's good. All right. All right. So he's got the so work. You're, you're the coming work pass. down. All right. Well, did you get did you get the the pass we all need? The, the wife's giving it a thumbs yeah. up. Yeah, we're good. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. That's the hall pass. Happy, happy, happy wife, happy life, man. That's that's good. Bring okay, the wife. Don't. Bring the wife. I know. I know she could pour down some cocktails, right? Well, that's, I don't know. That might be like, that, that might, that might be like bringing sand to the beach. What do you, what do you, what do you do? Yeah, right. I, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I don't know. I don't know. That, that's your call, then, Chuck. I don't know. All right. All right, Frosty. But, uh, should we give, should we give away some, uh, some, some passes, some tickets? Let's, let's fill the room. Let's do let's it. it. You heard it. You heard it. it. You got it. All right. You got it. Brother, we will do that right now, and we look forward to seeing you on Sunday. Slice of Vegas Indoor Raider Tailgate Party. $35. That is it. All you can eat, all you can drink. It is simply fantastic. Brother, you guys do a fantastic job and have both Ashleys waiting for me. I want to see both Ashleys. They'll be here. All right. They will be here. Absolutely. Awesome. Take care, brother. See you guys Sunday. There you got right. it. Scott Frost, Bye. my man over at Slice, him, Brian, Ashley's, uh, everybody. They do a fantastic job. You want to go for free? Yes, it's $35 for everybody else, but the TC Martin Show listeners, FRWE, you call right now, 702 221 7283. 702 
221-7283. You're going for free. Slice of Vegas. Watch the afternoon games. We'll be there. It's a nonstop party. Pump it up. Rev it up. We'll fill the room. And we will take the next five callers that to go. And you can take up to four people. That's what's so cool about this. You can take up to four people. In your party, okay? 221-7283. Be patient. Numchuck's on the phones. He's writing it down. So 221-7283. Numchuck, we need email addresses, uh, names, phone numbers. There you have it. And uh, we invite you to come to Slice of Vegas. All right, homie. Hit the music. Let's go. I want to thank my man Scott Frost for everything he does uh, for the indoor tailgate parties and everything else at Slice of Vegas. Get out there on Sunday and join us. Tomorrow we're at the Westgate. Come on by, see the show live. Best bets and a whole lot more coming your way. I want to thank Scott Spritzer, the big seven-footer, big Bill Cartwright for joining us as well, too. And if you miss any part of the show, go to the website, check it all out at tcmartinshow.com. And again, giving away those free tickets to Slice of Vegas for the tailgate party. It's free, all you can eat, all you can drink. 702-221-7283. For Nubchuck, TC said so long. Tomorrow we're at the Westgate. Come on out. 2 to 4 p.m. Best bets and a whole lot more.